Hey guys, what's up? So today we have a special guest, Emily Nichols, who is a host of her own podcast called Self Transformed, where she redefines self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habits for busy working moms. So we're going to talk about how to properly implement self-care into your life and what it means to be self-transformed and what we can do to self-transform our life. You guys know I'm a sucker for self-development, so I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hey you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast, hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all-or-nothing mindset, fully surrender to God, and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Hello, Emily. I am so happy to have you here on this podcast, and I'm just so excited to dive into everything, self-care, self-transformed, and all that stuff. So thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me, Miranda. I'm excited to chat with you. So for those who do not know you, can you introduce yourself, um, say who you are and what you do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for having me on your show. I love chatting with other podcasters. It's so fun. Um, But yeah, my name is Emily Nichols. I am the host and creator of the Self-Transformed podcast. And pretty much our whole brand is uh, focused on with our mission of redefining what self-care really looks like. Um, And we do that through a lens of habit coaching. So I'm a behavior change specialist, which means I geek out on habits pretty much. Um, So we help our clients transform the way they view their health and self-care. We do that through a lens of fitness, nutrition, and mindset, just because that is my background. Those are some really great pillars to help build a self-care routine as well, but we really stack on those habits um, as well. So in addition to that, I'm a mom of two boys and a couple of dogs. I'm here in the Midwest in Indiana. And um, when I'm not podcasting, I'm usually coaching at Orange Theory and staying super, super busy doing outdoor stuff. I love that. That is so awesome. So what is your definition of self-care? Because I think a lot of people, you know, think of self-care as spa days or taking a bubble bath or manicures or something like that. So what is your definition of self-care? Yeah, it's a really polarizing word because I think some people are like, oh yeah, self-care. And some people are like, like, yeah, like, oh, that's just like bubble baths and manicures. Although there's nothing wrong with either of you, but pretty much the way I see self-care, it is doing the hard things every day to take care of yourself from the inside out. So if maybe that does mean taking a bath and like disconnecting, that might be super good for you, like your soul at that moment. Or it could just be moving your body in some way, or it could be setting some boundaries and saying no to folks. It looks different every day, but it's small little habits that you do every day to help like that saying says, fill up your cup. That way your cup, I like to think of it not just as a cup. I like to think of it as a, as a big pitcher. You have filled it up so much taking care of yourself through the day that you're able to give that overflow to the people that you love versus pouring like barely any tiny little drops you have left. You have a big overflow that you're giving to folks. And it just really helps, um, you know, you keep your patience with your family and your kids staying productive, 
all these other different things to help you just feel like I said, your best from the inside out. And it's not easy. It's actually pretty hard. Yeah. I like that. You said that there are habits that we do every day because I don't think a lot of people do self-care every day. So especially when, you know, you're a mom or you're a busy student, or you're just like a full-time worker or you're all of the above. <laughs> um, how do you prioritize self-care when you're always go, 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 and you're living this busy life? Yeah. The biggest challenge I hear from the women that I work with, Miranda, is I don't have time. Like, what's your biggest challenge when it comes to self-care? Always, they always say time. Next up is guilt. So it's always, I don't have enough time. So I think it's really reframing the way you see your time. You know, people always say, oh, I'll never, never find the time. I'll, I'll do this when I find the time. Guess what? You're never going to find the time. You will never find the time, but you can make time. So one of the things we do in our program is do something called habit, a habit inventory. And it's really eye-opening. And what we do is we sit down and I have my clients go through and write down every single thing they do in a day. Everything tiny little, like I got up, I went to the bathroom. I went and got a cup of coffee. I let my dog outside and you're able to look, I'm scrolling on social media for half an hour. You know, you're able to go through and see all of these time sucks really within your day where it's like, well, you know, instead of scrolling social media for a half an hour, I could have gone outside and walked, or I could have taken some time to do a devotional, or I could have, you know, just, um, sat in silence for 30 minutes, you know, whatever you needed during that time to make self-care. So that's step number one. Step number two is looking at some of the behaviors that you do every day that are unconscious. They're easy, right? It's like brushing your teeth. That's easy. That is like an unconscious behavior. It doesn't feel hard. It's something we do every day. What can you stack on top of that? Something new, Okay, because you're it's it's not about big things, it's about tiny little things. So maybe after you brush your teeth, you write in a gratitude journal every morning. I start get I I just read um the high five habit by Mel Robbins, and I've start and I stack giving myself a high five in the mirror every day after I brush my teeth because that's a really easy, simple habit. And over time, that eventually becomes an unconscious behavior as well. So it's stacking it on top of something that doesn't feel hard making it super simple and readjusting as time goes. So that's how you're able to, you know, make the time every day. You have to be super intentional and actually have strategy behind it. Because when you are busy and running all over the place, you're not going to find the time. You have to be strategic and make the time. And you can do that. Just do those couple of simple little habit strategies. Yeah, it's so true that you can't just find time for things. Anything that's a priority, you have to make time for it. You're not going to find time to feed your baby or to feed your dog. Like you make time because that's obviously a priority and it's a non-negotiable. I think a lot of us just think that self-care isn't a non-negotiable in our life. And it's like, no, that should be something that we're planning in every day. And I like how you said, like giving yourself a high five for it, like celebrating it. Um, kind of random question, but I know that you're a pro when it comes to habits. So is that whole like 21 days to make or break a habit? Is that a thing? Is that real? Yeah. So there's a theory that's going around and it's true. It takes 21 days to form a habit, but it takes 90 days for it actually to become a lifestyle. 
right? So when you're trying something new, when you're trying to establish a new habit, sometimes it feels hard or you may be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to put one more thing on my to-do list. Oh my goodness. So you have to think about it as, okay, well, what is easy to do? Give myself some time, 21 days. Okay, I'm doing it now. It's not feeling as hard. And then 90 days, which is like three months, which seems like a long time, but really three months goes by really, really quick. Then it doesn't feel hard anymore. Then you can start establishing other new habits if you want to um, that don't feel hard. But I think a lot of times we're just so impatient and don't give ourselves enough grace. We want to see transformation or change like, like this, like this, like this. And that's not that's not reality. It takes time. It takes time. Whether that be, you know, with a physical transformation, the way you're eating, the way you're working on your mindset, that takes time and practice. So, you know, yeah, 21 days. Yeah. You formed a new habit, but to actually be a lifestyle and not feel hard anymore, you got to give yourself at least three, three more months, 90 days for it to really latch on. I like how we think that um like 30 sorry um three months or 90 days is a long time but it's like these are changes that we want to make for our entire life and our entire life is going to be like another 50 60 years but we're like oh my gosh three months I have to do this for three months well the goal is to do it forever you know or at least a big chunk of your time so yeah like you said people want like instant satisfaction and it's like, these are supposed to be lifestyle changes. And that's why, you know, I, I preach about being, picking your goals to be sustainable and um, consistent and small, because you can't just be like, yeah, I'm going to work out three hours a day, every day. It's like, no, you're not. You might for a week, but that's not sustainable or consistent at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then that's when, you know, you try it for a couple of weeks and then you're exhausted and then it goes down to two hours, then it goes down to one hour. Now you're not working out at all because you're totally burnt out. Then comes in that attitude where it's like, well, I'm just not going to do anything now because I failed. Or you always find yourself starting and stopping something, right? And you never have that, those small little wins to help you push forward. So that's why, you know, doing some of the habit strategies we just talked about and giving yourself a little time, those are small little wins that feel super, super good over time. It's the compound effect, right? Over time, those small little wins compound into like massive transformation. And we all have habits, like no matter what, like that's not going to change. We all have habits, whether they be healthy, unhealthy habits you like, habits you want to get rid of. And it's always a constant evolution or transformation and giving yourself a little time and grace and relying on those small successes over time. Yeah, I I love that. It's, you know, it's definitely a journey for all of us and it's, it's never going to be linear. It's always going to be a challenge, but I mean, what, what would be the fun if everything, everything, it was just super easy. And like you said, we'll start out working three hours and then it ends up to not working out at all. And it's kind of like what you and I talked about on your podcast was, um, you know, the whole all or nothing mindset. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that they have to work out three hours a day, every day. And then they stop for months when it's like, you literally could have worked out 20 minutes a day, three days a week, or most people be like, that's nothing. It's like, well, yeah, but that's an hour more a week than if you didn't do anything. And the the little things really, they really do add up. So what 
what is your definition of self-transformed? Because your thing is your podcast and your business is all about being self-transformed. So what does that mean to be self-transformed? Yeah. You know, like you said, everyone's journey is not linear. It's kind of almost like a roller coaster. Like if you've seen that video where someone's like going like a pin, like all over the place, I feel like that's a little bit more accurate. But the whole brand is called self-transformed because we're always in a process of change or evolution. And the word change, I think, scares people a little bit more. And transformation feels more like, ah, like, look at me, look, look what I've been able to do. So what we do through the brand is really give you the tools to be able to sustainably transform and have those tools in place when transformation happens again. Right. So like last year when 2020 happened, you know, I have these really great, you know, self-care habits in place, really stellar routine. My habits were just rock solid. I'm feeling good. And now my kids are home all the time. Now my schedule is off and everything has just been thrown for a loop. So I have these really great habits in place to help me stay consistent. But at the same time, I was like, I need to rearrange things. I need to step outside of my comfort zone. Like right now I'm really like um, craving, like trying like a hard challenge or doing something like that. And really rely, listening to that inner voice of mine sometimes be like, okay, well, why am I craving that? Okay. I need to step outside my comfort zone and do something. And that takes some time to figure that out. But you kind of think of it this way, Miranda, you know, you have the, um, like in psychology, like I took a psychology class in college and they have, um, um, has all this hierarchy of needs, you know, it's that little pyramid. And at the bottom of it is like your basic needs. So like food, water, shelter, and then you get higher up into the pyramid and you're getting closer into like mindset, personal development, community. And at the very top, you're at like that self-actualization where like you're craving that personal development. And that's kind of how I see transformation. You're kind of leading up to that point where you're like, you're open to change. You crave new opportunities. And for me, that's what self-transform means. And what we do is do that through a lens of health. Because when you start taking care of yourself, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally, you open yourself up to so many more opportunities for yourself and for those that around you that you love versus just staying stagnant and not taking care of yourself and not getting up to that big top of the pyramid of your hierarchy of needs. So it really just starts with taking care of your basic needs and getting to the top there and being open to change over time. Yeah, I know um, they say the more you know, the more you don't know. And I feel like that's definitely how it gets with, you know, self-development and just no matter where you are in your fitness and health journey, maybe your career or um, just anything personal development. It's like the higher you get or the closer you get towards your goal, the more you realize there's so much more out there. And while it can be kind of like, oh man, like overwhelming, so exciting too. Cause it's like, you're never done learning. You're never done getting better. And I think that's just kind of the amazing thing about self-transformation like there's so much room to be better and to grow and to keep transforming yeah yeah I remember growing up I would get home from school and my mom was like always watching Oprah when I got home <laughs> and like she would have someone on talking about some type of form of personal development I would just remember sitting there kind of like huh like <laughs> like what I don't understand like this is a little too like maybe woo woo for me 
But as I went through like my own transformation six years ago as a fan, our family hold our whole entire family did really. Then it was kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. I don't want to lose this feeling. And it just kept evolving from there. And, you know, when it comes to habits, when it comes to your health, there, there is no finish line. This is a lifelong thing. So like you said, might as well make it fun, might as well make it interesting and be open to those possibilities. Hey guys, so just so you know, I have a couple spots left for one-on-one coaching for the rest of the year. So if you guys are interested in really finding food freedom, ditching diets forever, becoming your own biggest fan, your own hype woman, and really just healing that relationship with food and your body and body image, you're going to want to do this. You're going to want to take this step. And I really, really want to take this step with you and to help you guys just become your best selves, to love all versions of yourself and to stop believing everything that diet culture has been telling us because, oh my gosh, it can really mess with our brain, you guys. And it's something that really has messed with my brain in the past. And if I didn't have the coping skills and the relationship with food that I have now and the relationship with myself and God, diet culture is something that would, oh my gosh, really just weasel its way back in into my mind. So I think especially now during the holiday season, with, you know, Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas and New Year's, this is the time where I think we kind of have like that all or nothing mindset again. And I really want you guys to not associate guilt with food and food with guilt. Like there should be a healthy relationship. You should be able to truly enjoy the food, not feel guilty, not be worried that you're going to overeat or binge on this food, but just really having that healthy relationship with yourself and with this food to have food freedom. So food is not something that is just taking over your brain and your mind during the time that you should be focused on family and friends. So like I said, I do have a couple coaching spots left. So these spots are open. So first come first serve. So please reach out to me. You can email me at my email this is Miranda Lee at gmail.com or you can go to my website, this is MirandaLee.com and reach out to me. Alrighty, let's get back to the show. So what advice do you have to people who maybe, you know, this past year and a half, two years, it's like all these, I feel like everyone was like really on like this health kick and everyone was doing so great, like reaching their goals, building new habits, like social media sucks. Let me just say that. Yeah. But I do feel like there's just some there there is a positive aspect of it of really seeing everyone just trying to be their best, um, really working toward their goals, um, kind of you know this whole fitness kick like I said that everyone's been on. So what advice do you have for people who they feel like the last two years everything they worked for just kind of kind of went downhill? What advice do you have for them? Yeah. I get that. I mean, we go through different seasons of our life and obviously the last year and a half has been a season in itself and that's okay. I think a lot of it goes back to giving yourself grace again and being able to um, maybe realign and see what maybe was working for you before maybe isn't working now. So what else can you do now? So maybe we're going to like orange theory classes and you're like, "Mm, that's not really working for me anymore. Can you do something at home? Can you work with a virtual coach? Can you just get outside and walk every day and see how that makes you feel? And it's just going back to realigning, you know, what was working 
may not work now, but maybe you have a new why. Like, why are you going after these goals? Why do you want to feel your best? And taking it from there and just readjusting. I think sometimes we get so set in our ways and change can just derail people so much. And I know this last year had a lot of changes in it, obviously, but we can't let that get the best of us. We have to be able to pivot, establish new habits using some of the strategies that we talked today and continue taking care of yourself. It's vital to your physical, mental, and emotional health. It is vital. So readjust, pivot if you need to, or pivot in the words of Ross <laughs> and think of a new why moving forward and be okay with that. Just give it time. I love your little, your little French quote that you, that you threw in there. I feel like no one gets me whenever I quote friends. So. <laughs> oh girl. Yeah. Yep. I get it. Pivot, pivot. Yeah. I, it's something that like I'll do to help with my mental health and motivation is it's like, I've done it before. You know, if I'm comparing myself to like, wow, I wish I was who I was two years ago, whether it be, you know, physically, um, where I was competitively, like my strengths two years ago when I was, well, a year and a half ago when I was really doing powerlifting before my injury, it's like, I was so strong. And then whenever I feel like a little down, I'm like, well, I worked up to it before. So no matter what, um, no matter where we are now, it's like, we've done it before, we can do it again. And if we haven't done it before, it's something that we can do now. We're, we're not stuck in the present. There's always the future where we can grow. And I think people just need to stop holding on so much to kind of who they are now, like feeling like it's the end because it's not, it's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even on the other hand there too, I mean, maybe what you know, sometimes I think back to times in my life where I was like, oh man, I was like super fit, but I was also like, okay. And I also wasn't maybe working as many hours. I was sleeping better. Oh, I was maybe working out too much and I wasn't eating right too at the same time. And like, that's why it's probably not sustainable now. So it's redefining the way you do things too. And just, you know, you're always learning from your past experiences and you can either do the same thing or readjust depending on what's going on in your life now and how things change. Cause it's, things are always going to change. That's, that's just how it is. So yeah, definitely reflecting back and, you know, learning from your experiences is super important. I love that. That's so true. Especially like looking back a lot of times, like we'll just look at the good things, like same, like, you know, when you have like this ex-boyfriend and you're like, Oh my gosh, I miss this or that. And it's like, but he's your ex for a reason. Don't you remember all the bad times too? That's how I, <laughs> that's how I feel about with uh, like certain seasons of my life. Like, yeah, I was the fittest, but yeah, I was the fittest, but how was my mental health? Yeah. My mental health was not the best. So like, you know, mm. looking at the whole picture, yeah. whole picture, well, how, how was I doing mentally? Like, just cause physically I was, I was thriving what about the other pieces in my life? And I feel like a lot of people forget that they'll look back at where they were and be like, wow, I wish I was, I was that like, it even could be like career wise. Like, wow, I wish I was making as much money as I was five years ago. And it's like, but were you happy? Did you have time with your family? Yeah. How have you, how has your self-transformation journey been? Um, I know you said you made it about six years ago with your family. So what, like what kind of pushed you to finally decide that you wanted to change? 
Yeah, well, at that time, back in 2015, we were kind of like almost like at a fork in the road as a family. So my boys were really little. They're 13 and nine now. Um, and my husband was coming from a time for about 18 months where he was working like shift work. So he would work nights. He would work second shift. He would work first shift. He would sometimes work on the weekends. He was just all over the place. And his sleep suffered because of it tremendously over time. And he was super, super fit. And over time he had gained over 50 pounds. His mindset was just like poop. <laughs> and he just did not, it was like a very tense house. Cause you know, if someone's not getting sleep on a regular basis, like they are just tense. Like you could just feel and see how tense he was all the time. And at the time I was climbing the corporate ladder. I'm like trying to take care of my kids. And I was dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety, like really like through sugar, excessive online shopping and like alcohol, like, you know, I wouldn't have like a drink just to enjoy like a glass of wine. I was like, well, I'm going to have like three glasses of wine and get buzzed. You know what I mean? And at that time we were like, okay, we need to change something. Cause we, this is not who we want to be. We feel, we just feel terrible and we want to be able to show up for our kids and for our other loved ones. So, um, we did something called the whole 30, um, in September of 2015, I'm actually a whole 30 certified coach now because it really was what kind of snowballed into what we, what I do now today. So from there, for, well, first Miranda, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually finished something. Like I saw it all the way through. Cause I was the queen of starting something and not finishing it when it came to like my health and fitness. And, um, over time I was like, okay, I'm going to start moving my body more. I feel good. I want to move my body. And then after that, it was like, okay, I'm going to start listening to podcasts, listening and reading books about personal development you know, I was going through my own transformation, like even like our friend group changed because we just, we just evolved and transformed. And what I learned over time was, oh my gosh, I developed kind of like my own little self-care routine and I feel really great. And our house feels light and our kids are so happy. Like my husband's like a, a Boston marathon qualifier now, like, like he's in the best shape of his life at 41. It's amazing. And it all just really started with being tired of the way we felt and knowing that was reflecting on our kids and everybody around us. And it just catapulted us into a life where we're focused on taking care of ourselves or modeling that for our children as well, because they see that now and they know self-care is important for them. They know eating well is good for them and having fun and eating fun foods is good too. And they see the importance of fitness and working out for your mental health first and your physical health. And over time, you know, like I said, I developed my own self-care routine and that's just transformed over time as our lives have changed as well. So that's pretty much what we help people, what I help people, uh, busy working moms in particular do now is just help them transform the way they see health and do it through a, um, those lenses of habit, coaching and fitness, nutrition and mindset. Yeah, I like how you said you wanted a change and you did something about it, but it was like a small step in the right direction. And then you started adding these steps. I feel like a lot of times people will like look at the entire staircase and be like, I can't get up there. And it's like, well, don't look up there. Look right in front of you. Like just take mm -hmm. the first step first. And you know, that's what you did. You started working out and eating healthier than listening to podcasts and doing this and doing that. And I think that's how people need to see it. Cause people just, I think people really get overwhelmed with I guess the person that they want to be and all the things that they feel like they need to do. And it's like, 
I, I promise you'll get there. I promise you'll get there. You just got to take the first step. Yeah. It's kind of that all or nothing mentality. Everyone's like, okay, I am going to get up and work out in the morning. I'm going to do my personal development. I'm going to like meal prep for like three hours on Sunday. I'm going to do all this. And then like, kind of like the three hour workout analogy we just had, they're going to get overwhelmed because that's not sustainable or trying all these new things at once. That's too much for your brain to process. It doesn't feel easy. So why not? Like, like we talked about, we started with just talk, the way we ate. Then we were like, okay, well, now we're going to start moving our bodies. Little bit over time is so much less overwhelming. And, you know, that all or nothing attitude, again, that we talked about, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be a little bit at a time. And I feel like when you do a little bit at a time, you kind of really see what truly works for you and how these things make you feel. Because if you just like jump into working out, eating healthy, um, getting up early, like just doing all these things. I feel like it's kind of impossible to feel good about it. Cause it's just so overwhelming where if like, you just take that first step, you can see how it makes you, how it really makes you feel because everyone's, I like to say that, um, fitness and nutrition isn't a one size fits all. It's going to be different for everybody. Some people might like going to orange theory classes. Some people might like just working out, at home alone on their Peloton. Some people might like going to the gym. Some people might like being a part of the t- a, a team that competes. Like everyone's just so different. And it's like, if you just jump into everything, you're not going to know like what you actually like. It's kind of like when you think you have like a food allergy and you cut out like a bunch of things and then you're like, well, you'll never know what you were allergic to because you just cut out everything but if you start cutting out one thing at a time you can see how your body feels in Mm -hmm. as a you know result and a reaction to those things so I think people just really need to learn that they're supposed to enjoy the journey and stop focusing on the destination for sure for sure so where can everyone connect with you and find you and work with you and listen to your podcast yeah well again thanks for having me on the show Miranda I love what you're doing too um, you can find the self-transformed podcast on any of your favorite podcast streaming services. And you can also come connect with me on Instagram at Emily Nichols too, too. Um, and you can join the Facebook group from there. We do a monthly mini workshop, like 15 minutes or less. Like it's just free coaching and the girls in the group actually vote on what we got, what we are going to talk about each month, which is really cool. So like this morning, we just did one. Um, talking about how to not let jealousy steal your joy, which was really um, interesting to talk about with everybody, which was really, really cool. But yeah, and you can check out um, the Self-Transformed podcast, like I said, wherever you um, listen to your podcast, all in the show notes are all the links to do all the things. Awesome. I will put all that in the show notes so everyone can reach out to you and connect with you because what you're doing is amazing. And I love it and keep it up. And just thank you so much for connecting with me. And and yeah, just thank you for being on my podcast, Emily. You bet. Thank you, Miranda. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode. I just love how much you guys support me and show up. And it means the world to me. So thank you. And if you guys do love this podcast, please take the time to just leave it a quick review on Apple Podcasts. Just scroll down. Leave me a review if you want to enter to win a free coffee. Just screenshot it and either email it to me at thisismirandalee at gmail.com or you can send it to me on Instagram at thisismirandalee. 
and you can be entered to win a free coffee. So thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have an amazing week. Mm-hmm.